You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched the struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. Here he is from Auburn University, Bo Jackson. They're correct. You're in Harris Stadium. Time is 8.32 p.m. Central Standard Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Origin True Podcast, harbored by collegeofmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations, Orange and Truthers. I am Sonna Crow, at Sonna Crow 2 on Twitter. You can find me at Sonna Crow on Venmo. To one side of me, back, because I'm no longer sick. The rumor monger, Ryan Starrett, at Ryan S. Starrett on Twitter. The S is for St. Louis Billikens this Saturday. I'm going to be there. Everybody should be there. What's Billiken? Uh, some little, like, troll demon-looking thingy. I, I don't know. I know somebody that went to St. Louis. You're on track there. Yeah. Bill Russell went to St. Louis. To the other side of me. For, like, vacation? No, for basketball. Oh, okay. You, Bill Russell went to the University of St. Louis Billikens. No, he didn't. He went to San Francisco. I'm wrong. <laughs> The other side of me giving you full Fort Payne ASMR is a man of taste, a man who has 100 years of down-home running through his blood, Iron Bowl champion AU Chief. Hey. Guys? First things first. Everton. Oh, sorry. All I know are the words of the song. Everton, Everton, Everton. Ryan, Everton Football Club had a pretty big win this weekend over Chelsea Football Club. Oh, yeah. Wait, can we talk about how the Braves signed Cole Hamels? No. <laughs> um, but did they sign uh, Josh Downs? No, nah, he's, okay. he's still getting his money. All right. They're waiting to get his money. Cole Hamels. Uh, <laughs> as a former Everton fan, I'll say a win over Chelsea is a big deal. It's a big deal. Especially this season. We were in the relegation zone. Is she that zone. good at soccer? Yeah, she is super good. We were in the relegation zone uh, when the game started. So, uh, and now we're not. So, that's good. It's a big three points. Big, big three points. Almost, that, almost got sent back to Cusa? Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. And I don't know what would have happened. If everything gets relegated, that's a bad, be a, be well, a bad uh, deal. To put it this way, they're the only team in the Premier League uh, – uh, they have the longest run of anyone in top flight football. Like, they have not been relegated. Uh, like a hundred years. Everyone else in the league has been relegated. So, they sound like uh, a football team we might be playing, Minnesota. Well, I'm not they, they, talking about they, this. They've been around a long time. Yeah, they, they have. Maybe not doing much, but they've been around. They've been around. The Minnesota Screaming Eagles? No, you're talking about Minnesota. The, the, the Gophers. Gophers. Oh, I thought we were talking about uh, Coach Hayden Fox's Minnesota Screaming Eagles. Again, was, I don't know it, what this was is. Was it Minnesota that Hayden yes. Fox was at? It's not the real Minnesota. Right, but was, I thought it was... Um, it's Minnesota, Minnesota University. State or something like that. Uh, maybe. <laughs> oh, we're talking about the television show Coach, Ryan. Yeah, again, I don't know what those nouns are. Anyway, Ryan. Uh, so, <laughs> Minnesota State University is yeah, Eagles yeah, football yeah. team. The uh, uh, Everton fired their manager. Imagine if Eagles actually screamed. <laughs> they fired their manager and a former player... Who is uh, described by the two Robbies as the yeah. most terrifying player they've ever played against uh, was the manager for this weekend, and which is a pretty cool story. And they won. They won, which probably which might mean that he becomes permanent manager. Uh probably not. But probably not. They're probably going to hire. He a he doesn't seem he he pretty in a lot of interviews he's made clear he doesn't really want to be the manager. He wants them to have the best manager they can possibly have. So they're going to end up hiring a retread because that's what call it, that's what sports teams do. Yeah. Yep. They're going to hire some guy that somebody else fired. Or maybe that they fired. Like David Moyes. That's never going to happen. It might happen. He's not coming back. <laughs> well, I mean, Ole Miss didn't rehire Hugh Freeze. So. That's I, the, rehired his <laughs> younger. Uh, the next best the thing. The decade <laughs> still is, is yet young. That's, that's an interesting thing that happened this week. Yeah. We've got, we got some hires we, happening. We got Lane back. We've got new, new family members to the SEC, guys. Big new coach. We, is, uh, is he new? Well, he's been around. 
Boy, he has married it. one of the other cousins. Boy Things didn't work out. But he's back. I will say the SEC West is not getting any easier to win. But it's going to be so much more entertaining. Yeah, that's true. The number well, one, I, I don't know number one thing I noticed is Joey Freshwater looks a lot fatter and a lot he older no than he was just a few short years ago. For people like me, who the only Ole Miss game that I'll probably watch next year is when they play Auburn and the Egg Bowl. And the Egg Bowl. <laughs> this doesn't really move the needle as much. Guys, I said it makes the Auburn game more. He's going to win 10 games at Oregon, or Oregon. Ole Miss. I mean, maybe Oregon. Right before they go on probation again. <laughs> Because that's the way this is it going. That is the way is, is he going to be the first former Saban assistant to beat Nick Saban? Mm. <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> yes. I'm saying yes. It's going to happen next year. And they're oh. going to give him a 10-year extension. No, write, it, write it down. It's, it's not going to happen next year. Maybe in Saban's last season. No, it's not going to next year. Where that he, roster will miss would take. He would take <laughs> Vince Lombardi and a bus crash in Tuscaloosa for them to beat <laughs> I think uh, I, you know it could be coming down the pipe at some point. So it's we may be seeing the cracks in the, the whole Nick Saban process starting to form. There was that whole uh, the dynasty post was over, the, man. the post that came out this week about their PEDs, which yeah. shocking that their that strength and conditioning coach might be using for some. some on uppers. Okay, it's it's probably that deer no, antler spray. Yeah. They just didn't know. Oh, yeah. Guys. I can't believe that guy's on uppers. At some point. <laughs> can't believe it. At some point, it will come out that every major college football team is oh, sure. PEDs. Sure. So except for your really, team. Except for your team. Yeah, our team. I can't team. really get that upset. Like, it's going to come out that Auburn's taken, has taken something. Or even, even Rutgers? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe not Rutgers. <laughs> They got a little something else going Bandy? on. Bandy? A little something Actually, else going on. Actually, yeah, someone from New Jersey? They probably are taking roids at Rutgers. There's a lot of meatheads up there that part of the country. <laughs> Kansas? Yeah, are they really recruiting Jim Tan and Laundry? I don't know. Where, anyway. where, who else is going? We've already gone off the rails. Gary Slayton We're supposed to be talking about basketball. Gary Slayton has two touchdowns tonight. That, that puts him at seven, which might be the most ever by an uh, Auburn wide receiver. And it's his And 99 year. yards. Guys. Derek Slayton was point shaving last year. <laughs> so I mean, it was happening. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it wasn't. You mean it wasn't just those uh, those those route that route tree? Oh God, no route tree. No, Gus doesn't have a route tree. And I, if I hear the word route tree on calling radio again, it's just. Well, I just I just don't know why we're not lining up under center when we uh, only have a few. Shows. I'm going to say this right now, once and for all. <laughs> there is no difference. None. And a quarterback getting a snap from shotgun and then running forward five yards for a first down. And a quarterback getting the snap from under center, running backwards and handing it off to a running back right. who then has to run There's forward. St- the running back, first down. Uh, none, even none if he's all. handing it off in the shotgun, the running back's maybe ca- touching the ball first a foot well, hey, further hey, back. Here's an idea. If anything, you're getting your... Why don't he's, we but he's got a head full of steam. Yeah. Why don't we just eliminate a touch point and snap it directly to the running back? Now we're talking. The wild, I got an idea. The wildcat. That is wild. I will say this. I did this study two years ago on this on this very website. I had someone else do it because I don't watch a lot of game day. Uh, the wildcat's the most successful formation in Gus's playbook. It gets a first down on a higher percentage than any did, other formation. Did you do this study when Carrion was running the wildcat? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. But well, it gets a first down. Because we've had a lot of Wildcats that have not worked out. Jatarvius Whitlow gets a first down or touchdown more often out of the Wildcat, I would say, on, from a percentage standpoint, than any other formation he runs out of. Hmm. Maybe. He almost pulled that ball back and, and threw it. He almost threw it. He should have <laughs> thrown it. He should have no, thrown it. No, no, no. He, he was covered. He should not have thrown that ball. <laughs> Be a legend, Booby. Throw that thing in that that's, game right That's there. what Booby thinks every snap. Be a legend. <laughs> I think he may be right about that. that be a legend. Uh, All right, let's move on with the show notes. Auburn basketball defeated the Furman Paladins. No Palamonian den. What's a paladin, girl? A holy it's a type of uh, Christian warrior, I believe. French, Holy, French, I believe. Yeah. Holy war. Well, I thought it was from World of Warcraft. Well, Possibly. I think it predates World of Warcraft. <laughs> It's any of the uh, 12 peers of Charlemagne's court, of whom the court palatine... If you play alliance, you have to play a Draenei to be a paladin, but that's neither here nor there, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, These guys didn't have tails, so I'm guessing they're all whore. In the medieval Chanson de Guest, cycle of the Matter of France, the paladins are 12 peers, 
are the 12 foremost knights of Charlemagne's court, comparable to the knights of the round tables in mm. Arthurian romance. Interesting. So was, was Lancelot a paladin? Well, wasn't he, he, he was the British equivalent of... I thought, the, I thought he was French, though. Well, there's, uh, a, there, this, there's a lot of uh, yeah. shared history this time. With, with the Normans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we beat those guys. Yeah. And they, they are uh, a, usually a pretty sneaky good basketball. Yeah, I mean, sure. they're Ken Palm 73 right now. They're, they're not bad. Where's Take Furman his, located? Uh, South Carolina. South Carolina, huh? Furman is located, I wait, is in Furman, South Carolina, I believe. Oh, well. It was in Greenville, South Carolina. Greenville, okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I've been through there. Okay. Christian school, as you might imagine. Yeah, well, Paladins. Yeah. Set checks out. Private Holy Lombards. Roman Emperor's Knights of the Round Table. Something like that. Yeah. So, we went, we went overtime in this game. Yeah, Ryan and I sat in the same row. Yeah. For this one. Can you name me one former Auburn Tiger basketball great who was a Furman transfer? Quan Prowl. Really? <laughs> Blast from the past. Wow. That's, that's the name you just Quan. wore the hat. Nope. You don't, know, forward. you don't know Quan Prowl? Did he play before Bruce got here? Yeah. yeah. Is, is he not named Charles Barkley? He was a Jeff Lebo pull from... Oh, I knew zero Auburn basketball history... Until about Cliff 2015. He's rolling over in his grave. Oh, he's not dead. Sorry, Cliff. Let you Sorry, Clifford. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a uh, thriving uh, folk singing career, whatever he does. Cliff Ellis does? Yeah, he's a, he has an album. You've never heard his no. album. Is he still, oh co- is he still coaching Coastal? Uh, I think so. Now we're talking I don't know if Mamadou's still there with him. He was. Um, yeah, we beat Furman, beat the Paladins. We. How close was that? Shot at the end of regulation to Fallen. I think it was pretty. I mean, you talking yeah. about Joe Javon's? Yeah. I think it was pretty close. I mean, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, like, it, it just like went off. Uh. That, that was that was like Jared's in the Kentucky game sure. last year where you're just like, oh, he's, he's just going to go for it. Yeah. And it just sat there in the rim and didn't fall. I, I, I couldn't believe it didn't go. Yeah. I really want us to win with a three, though. That was going to be. I wonder why. <laughs> Uh, well, it was tied 66-66. Just a three-pointer to win the game would be perfect, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But we did win the game in overtime, um, and it was amazing. It was fun. A lot of fun. Is it, tell me this is Cliff Ellis. I think so. Oh, man. He, Cliff Ellis on yeah. Spotify. Did, didn't know he had a... Uh, yeah. Yeah, Spotify is a great thing. You can find anything on there. So if I told you we went 4 of 25 from 3, and we had 19 turnovers, okay. how do you think this game goes? Uh, we probably lose. If, but if you tell me how many rebounds we out-rebounded them by, and you just told me that... That's how you, like, that's how you uh, neutralize... 19 turnovers. Yeah, you out-rebounded <laughs> a team by 20. You think... It's oh, basically... You've basically just wiped away your turnovers. You out-rebounded yeah, a team by I, 20 points. You should win that game by 15. Can I introduce you? 39 to 24 rebounding. Yeah. That's uh, they incredible. They had four offensive rebounds. I kept being told it was our terrible shooting is why we weren't winning. And, of course, if you're shooting terrible, you're not going to score enough points. But if you turn the ball over 19 friggin' times, it really cuts into your ability to score points. It's unbelievable. But four of 25. <laughs> yeah, we did not shoot well. No, we didn't shoot well. Uh, kind of outlined by Samir's over. I mentioned that we were flat uh, on Twitter and was told that we were not flat. But If uh, anybody was in that building in the first half, that's as dead as Auburn Arena's been in a long time. <laughs> it was so flat. Everything was flat about it. We couldn't shoot. The guys just were like, there were some bursts of energy here, but it just it, it's, they seemed like dudes that hadn't played in nine days, mm-hmm. which is what has me worried about this next game. But we're not going on to that yet. So. Hopefully, Bruce looks at this last game and shows them this is why you don't. I was hoping we'd like yeah. schedule a scrimmage with somebody this week or something. I think Bruce has got enough motivation now to go. Hey, you guys can get. Oh, beat. Bruce loved. Oh yeah, taking that bad boy to overtime and that. Yeah. Um, you think you think you're going to keep trying to uh, have everybody force the ball inside of Wiley when he's double and triple teamed? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the problem. Like, Wiley's he great, out, but when I, he doesn't even get to touch the ball. It's I wasn't, not, it wasn't Wiley. No, no, no they were all bad, bad passes. It was the worst passes. They kept telegraphing them. 
I think because they're afraid he's not going to catch it. It's the worst. But they were awful passes. I don't know if no one... Well, here's the thing. Nobody teaches injury to post passes right. any longer. So, so theoretically, you would sense. want your point guard being the guy to feed it inside, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, Javon McCormick had zero turnovers. Austin Wiley had zero turnovers. Wow. Samir, had, uh, Samir and Isaac both had six. Samir had his worst <laughs> night and ended up uh, sort of taking over the game. Almost the getting a double. No, no, no. Yeah. He had 13 he points. Was, he, was, uh, he had eight rebounds, though? No, no, no. That uh, was he Isaac. Shot oh, pretty that's right. He had Isaac had nine rebounds. Or Isaac seven. had nine. Almost got a double-double. Apparently, Austin had a double-double. Austin's only listed with two steals, but he had three steals. He had three, yeah. Yeah, Austin yeah. had a really good game. We don't win that game without Austin he Wiley. He, he also had a... What, the best post move I've ever seen him do. He drop step dunk on the dude, just yeah, slammed really it in his face, <laughs> Shaq style. He might awesome. get a chance to do that again this week. Oh, that'd be great. That's our segue into Auburn versus St. Louis. The Billikens. A Billiken Ryan is. You guys talk about this. It's it's a, a it's it's is it a bird, some sort of dumpling or Irish. Is it a bird? Is a mythical good luck figure who represents things as they ought to be, according to the school. It is a charm. It's a charm doll created by an American art teacher and illustrator, Florence. This can't can't be real. Of Kansas State, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, who is said to have seen a billiken in a dream. So it's not even like a folklore thing. It's literally just made up. Someone was high on acid and they created this, and now there's in 1898 from Saint. 1896. I don't think they had acid back then. Hmm. She des- in 1908, she got a design patent on the ornamental design of a billiken, which she sold to the Billiken Company of Chicago. It was a monkey-like with pointed ears, a mischievous smile, and tuft of hair on its pointed head. It's the god of things as they ought to be, she says. And now it's the official mascot of both St. Louis University and St. Louis University High School, Jesuit institutions located Wait. in St. Louis. Wait. Do I know? Question? St. Louis University High School. Yeah, University High. A lot of people places have that. Okay. It's a private high school that's... Can the high, can the high school somewhere. recruit? Is that like that USA Probably show? Uh, University High? Yeah. 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 Oh. I don't know. <laughs> no, it was like... A, anyway. The Billiken so, is the official mascot of the Royal Order of Jesters, geez. which is an invitation-only Shriner group <laughs> that's affiliated with Freemasonry. So oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So we're playing the Freemasons, guys. The Freemasons. Wake up, sheeple. We've got to get this game. <laughs> is uh, Nicholas Cage and Sean sure. Bean going to show up at this thing? If I've Sean never seen Bean shows up. It's poorly for him. Never. Nicholas Cage is going to steal Austin Wiley. Never seen those movies. Never. We've got to steal. I can't think of an important Auburn document. we got to steal the original copy. We've got to steal wait, the wait, wait, What's your favorite Nick Cage movie? Uh, favorite Nick Cage movie? The Rock. No. Well, I watched National Treasure <laughs> a lot as a kid, but Gone in 60 Seconds is a pretty good movie. Okay. I mean, still mine. Oh, oh, The Rock? The yeah, Rock. it's the, the best one. one. Top. I mean, it's the best Michael Bay movie. Uh, it's uh, it's better only, than Transformers? It's the only good one. Transformers is uh, actually not the a The sequel? One. Oh, God. <laughs> the second one is so, so very bad. The worst part about Transformers is the most unbelievable part of a movie that takes place with alien robots who fight a battle on Earth is that... Megan Fox is attracted to Shia LaBeouf. That's the most unbelievable part of that movie. The whole movie, there's no way this happens. I'm pretty sure he's... Or, second most unbelievable part, Megan Fox is a high school student in the oh. movie. <laughs> She's at least 28 years old. She wasn't then, though. She was pretty, still pretty young at the time. She was not 17. I think she was... Was she older or younger than Shia? Who? Shia LaBeouf. Uh, they're around the same age. Shia LaBeouf starred the movie North. Now, she married... Uh, a man very much older than her in Brian Austin Green. This is your uh, Us Weekly uh, podcast. Thanks for joining Elijah us. Wood is the star of North, not a yeah, yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf was in uh, Ryan's favorite movie, Holes. It is a great movie, guys. Did you ever see North? You. I've you never heard it. of North. <laughs> You'd love it. We still got to watch Captain Ron. We <laughs> did. We gotta call. We gotta see North. Started ninety four. Megan Fox was twenty one when oh, Transformers okay. came out. Well, it's, she was probably nineteen twenty when it was filmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's cool. not like high school students that well, I went to high school. Uh, obviously, uh, you know she's from like Chattanooga or somewhere. No way. Yeah, Go she's box. From Tennessee. So St. Louis, big lookouts fan. Uh, they're on a river as well, just much like the Chattanooga mocks. <laughs> Different river. Uh, Different river. So they're they're we match up super well with them. Yeah, we do. They 
think they can rebound on the offensive glass. Yeah. They haven't played Austin Wiley yet. Let me read you the starting <laughs> let me read you their starting lineup. Or height wise? Yeah. Starting lineup, by that I mean I'm just gonna actually read their the, top five minutes guys. Their top five minutes guys. Exactly. Actually I'm sure we the top five points guys. Sure. Their top five points guys are six three, six seven, six five, six two, six six. All so, tall people. Sounds like an older... <laughs> Taller uh, than me. Sounds like an old-time Auburn lineup there. They got a guy who's 6'10", who's a freshman, who averages two points a game. Big contributor. And three rebounds. And another guy who's 6'10", who's another freshman, does not play hard. We didn't even talk about how Austin probably played his most minutes in an Auburn shirt the other night. Right. 29. Yeah. yeah. In an overtime game. <laughs> Still, that's... But he played the old, whole overtime because... Yeah, Anthony, Anthony was, fouled out. Yeah, and Anthony had really fast. Have a, well, because those those that, nine and five, but those officials, man, three fouls. They looked playoffs. up. They saw, oh man, we've called ten fouls on these guys and three on Auburn. They called three really quick fouls in yep. succession on Anthony. It, that that whole foul disparity crap really bothers me. Anyway, we're off that game. So we were, we were talking about uh, the best player on St. Louis, Jordan Goodwin. Jordan Goodwin. He's a former top 100 player, uh, or 100 recruit. He is averaging a double-double with 15 and 11, and he's only 6'3". Yeah. How is that, girl? Uh, well, he's a good rebounding guard, which is an amazing Much like our Javon McCormick. Yeah. Much like our Javon McCormick. He's not... Um, Scoring more points than Javon. Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd say a lot of it is they haven't played anybody either. No. Like, ain't played nobody. They ain't played no, they're like 300 and something. In they played season. number 17, Seton Hall. And they got beat. Yeah. That's their one loss. Yeah. They've only got one top 100 win. This, uh, uh, look. And Jordan Goodwin is doing that, shooting 36% from three. This would be you know, real he's bad a good, he's a good if, we, if we lost That's these not guys. That's great. It's uh, fine. 36%. He is good for Bryce? sixth on, a, on the team he's on. I mean, they're a good three point shooting team. Talking about like the best player in the G League, Bryce Brown? Yeah. Dropping 11 for 11. For 11. Yeah. <laughs> He's shooting 53 from two, 36 from three. He's shooting 51% from the free throw line. This they guy is a team to make This guy is worse than the hell of a Tony Barbie player. You're not lying. <laughs> he, is, he takes per 100 possessions 22 shots for every 100 possessions. He, he chucks. This guy likes to just. This he guy chucks. thinks he's Jared Harper. For every 40 minutes, he shoots 15 shots. For every game, is he, is he a wing or is he their point guard? He's their point guard, I believe. No, so he no, 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 they've got somebody else averaging like six or seven assists. He's twelve oh. shots a game. He shoots twelve shots. Oh, I was reading. He shoots fifty percent. He shoots. Yeah, thirty-six. Look, right. bottom line is uh, they are one hundred two in Kempom. It'd be very bad if we lost these guys. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't be great. It wouldn't be great. Um, I would say, Ryan, did you ever figure out what the average opponent's best player points per game is? When uh, I'd, by Isaac I'd have to go back and look. Um, I don't think I've added the Furman game yet, but I know we did something similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the over-under Jordan Goodman scoring 10 points against him. He'll score over 10. Yeah, 10. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll okay. go over. But He's only averaging your, 15. Yeah. To your question, though, Crow, the... Opponent's leading scorer for the season uh-huh. is averaging about five points less against Auburn than they are the rest of the season. So maybe he goes to yeah, Maybe it's like ten on the most, most of that's being guarded by Isaac Okoro. Yeah, because if he gets ten, then that brings them... Well, we got to stop this other kid. Because he's averaging 15 a game, but this Hassan French kid, who's a forward, is averaging 14.9 points a game. Oh. I mean, he's and a double-double as well. Yeah, They've got two guys averaging double-double. That's... Most of their output, hmm. okay. and both of them are defensive rebounding guys. They both, I mean, they offensively rebound as well, but they're both defensive rebounding guys per game. Um, and this kid, French, is a he's a uh, he stuffs the stat sheet two block, 2.7 blocks a game, 2.3 assists a oh, game. Is he the freshman? A stealer per game. No, he's no, on the no, both. That guy's averaging two points. You said. Yeah, Hassan French is a six seven forward from Middletown, New York, in the Commonwealth School. Hmm. Okay. I would say Auburn's got to figure out a way to, to guard both he with Wiley and then Goodwin with Okoro. And so then, should we just foul these guys every time? 
They're shooting 50% from free throw line as a team, which is Literally horrifying. 53%. So. That's... Well, Hackershack, but we don't want to get in foul trouble. That's the only Oh, uh, well, Miles Parker's going to play some minutes. <laughs> Stretch Akibola might play some minutes. I hope. we got to get him some minutes. Yeah, he's, he can't start playing in conference play. But he's going to be the only big next year, unless we bring somebody in. He's going to be the only big returning, at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what do you think? They were going to win? Yeah. Yes, we got, we got this one. And then, guys, guess what? It's another... Nine effing days? Well, no, I think no. it was... It's another, no. like, seven days. Six days. We played the following Thursday. Oh, yeah. Big night for you. Big night for me. I'm going to see... Uh, uh, Star Wars, and then I'm gonna make the game at halftime. Nice. NC State. <laughs> My birthday is this Thursday. Well, yeah. Happy birthday. So, <laughs> so uh, two days there after you, you hear this. Yeah, two days after you hear this. It's my birthday. Make sure you wish uh, Son of Crow at Son of Crow on Venmo. Son of Crow on Venmo. Happy birthday. Yeah. Look, if we're gonna get him back to the Final Four this year, we gotta start fundraising now. Start well, it's only in Atlanta. That's true. That's true. It's yeah. a quick drive. Stay at home. No, no flights. Yeah, I don't have to sleep on Jeremy's floor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could have slept in the bed. It's true. That's fine. It was a tough bed. It was a tough loss. <laughs> All right, let's take a break and come back and talk a little football. We got a lot of football. All right. Do you guys want to talk about Dilly leaving first? Uh, yeah, we can, we can hit that sure. quickly. Um, Kenny Dilly. Kenny Dilly. Kenny Dillingham takes the offensive coordinator job at Florida State University. I think uh, I saw uh, Six Pints on Twitter uh, admit that he could not pick him out of a lineup, and I think I'm the same. I couldn't either. If I you mean, gave me – if you put Kenny Dillingham and, uh, let's say uh, – actually, maybe Chad Morris. If you put Kenny Dillingham – One of them is 29. The other one is – Yeah, yeah. You put uh, – I don't know. NEGA? Six random financial advisors from the local <laughs> Charles Schwab branch. I probably wouldn't be able to pick them out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so I don't think we're really surprised that he's taking this job at Florida State. I mean, he's going with Mike Norvell. Who's his? Who was his former boss at Memphis yeah. and is the guy that kind of took a shot on him. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's still he's not a college football yeah. player or anything like that. He just well, decided I, to start I don't know. Football. I think this should uh, – when he was hired last year, a lot of people – there were a lot of people out there that really just thought it was stupid. Oh, this is last resort. This I think we knew exactly what we were doing. The plan was to get somebody who was familiar with the type of offense that Gus runs uh, that could help him with game prep, help prepare every week, recruit, do all that stuff, and like, and help Gus situationally during games. I think there were mixed results there. Um, it got better as the season went along. Right, and I was pretty excited to see – what next year was going to bring with these two, if we could, if if we could have it, because because I, I just don't think there's any familiarity there. With I don't think Dillingham knew exactly what Gus wanted yeah. at certain times, and it kept it from being as in kept us from being as in sync as we wanted to be at, at times this year. Mm-hmm. And and I was kind of looking forward to next year, seeing after working together for a year okay. how that how that could progress. But here the new offensive line. I think this proves though. I mean. I don't. I guess it doesn't prove because it's just the guy you used to work for rehiring him right. at a bigger job, though. And, and this guy, I mean, yeah. the pressure is on. At no, at a bigger job than he was at. Oh, at a better job than Norvell yeah, was at. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm still not sure if uh, Florida State's better than Memphis right now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the 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 pressure's on Norvell there, and I don't think he's just going to hire somebody. Uh, I mean, you want somebody to trust, right? And Dillingham, he's not going to hire somebody that's that's going to screw up. And I think he's right. he's going Dillingham's going there to do what he's doing with Gus, but with Mike Norvell, right? Because Norvell is a similar style head coach as Gus, right. where he's he's the offensive mind. It's his offense. Um, and he recognizes that. I mean, that's fine. Right. And I, I, this was probably always the plan. He sent Dillingham out yeah. to get experience somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe probably not what, expecting it was going to be this right. Year. It might not have been this year. Probably expecting it to be two years. Right. Similar to Gus taking that Arkansas job. Didn't right. really expect he, or Arkansas State job. He not the Arkansas job. He thought he was going to be there for a few years. Yeah, probably right. two three years. And and then take a head coaching job somewhere. So. You know, because um, he take he took the Arkansas State job, but wasn't the rumor that he was offered the Vandy job? Oh, he was offered. He yeah. he was offered the Vandy job the year before, um, after after James Franklin left. Right. So twenty eleven. No, after twenty ten. 
Well, I'm pretty sure. James Franklin hadn't been at Penn State for nine years, has he? God, has he? No. He was offered it before. It was the year before he left to go coach Arkansas State. Yeah. Which he left 2011 then. So, anyway, he was offered the Vandy job. Um, didn't take it because it was not a good, you know, wasn't the best situation for him. So, um, you know, they hired James Franklin in 2011. Right. He took it, and James Franklin took it instead, instead of Gus. Instead right. of Gus. Um, but then the next year, the Arkansas State job comes up, which is. Uh, yeah, Q Freeze was the one done there. Right. And, and it. it he gets to go sort of back home for that. Mm-hmm. It's a lo- it's a lower pressure job. He gets to learn how to be a head coach. He's only there a year, then he came back. Here, right. So and now he's been learning to be a head coach here. I got a t- two changes of subject that I wanted to point out. That okay. I forgot to in the last segment. Oh. First, shout out to Jack Condon for writing the uh, the write up for the Auburn versus Minnesota. JC uh, and writing that Auburn has three Big Ten teams that it hasn't played yet: Illinois, Iowa, and Iowa State. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> I think he was joking. I think he was digging at Iowa State. It was okay. being a big t- I, th- I hope. Because Iowa State's uh, in the sure. 12. I'm sure. Others, well, I mean, he should know. He's the coach of Oklahoma. He's played out right. and lost to Iowa I don't, State. I don't, see the, I don't see that one. It does. They look a little alive. He's more Cliff Kingsbury than Lincoln Riley. He, uh, he did do this. Daniel Purifoy, 11 hours ago, on his Instagram story, said that it was time to lock in. He was going to be off social media. Oh. And then two hours ago, he posted. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, wait, maybe he was talking about locking in for finals or something. Sure. Right? Time to lock in. He's having to be the guy, less time on social media. Than the... It's a sickness. He can't. He can't help it. <laughs> two hours ago, he posted a picture. We're going to be lucky. Uh, maybe, you... maybe it was... Uh, We're going to be lucky if he He had to spend some time with Kim. Right. It was oh, a picture of I, we're running up on the one-year anniversary of some pretty interesting Daniel stuff. Daniel <laughs> content. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's locking in. All three. Love him. <laughs> yep. We, uh, yeah. Daniel's the most online oh, player of all time. He might be the most online person. Yeah. Short of our president. <laughs> yeah. Very online. <laughs> him and Deshaun Davis. <laughs> no. Yeah, Deshaun, not only online, Deshaun knows how to build a brand around being... Big Auburn fan. Yeah. yeah. He knows how to shit talk Alabama. We should have him on the pod. <laughs> we should. He'd probably do it. Right? Yeah. Anybody know anybody know Deshaun? I I can get a hold of him. Okay. Um, let's see. We uh we got more football to talk about. Derek Brown. Hang on, are we gonna talk about potential replacements in OC? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Chad Morris. That's who my I, first choice. It's Cody Burns. I, I feel like the same people that are all on Chad Morris to Auburn are the people that were all on uh, Chip Kelly to Auburn as well. Chip Kelly? After he, after we fired Red Lashley or let Red Lashley uh-huh. go. Oh yeah. There's a yeah. bunch of there's a big movement of oh well, Chip Kelly's going to come to Auburn. We have the best offense ever. People I mean, wanted him. I don't the think difference is that Chip Kelly happen. and Gus have zero relationship. Except for the Chad Morris was man. in yeah. the locker room at the Iron Bowl. I understand, but it's, he was actually. They are. I mean, they are legitimately good friends. Gus has like six Long friends. I understand all of this. He has I just six feel like friends in the whole world. And he's no, I, I, bringing in the head coach that's a good offensive mind to be your OC when you're already an offensive minded, essentially OC head coach. Yeah, but they run the same offense. And like he's bringing in Mike Leach to be his OC. I'm right. Just saying. You know, you, so you're not buying the Chad Morris thing. I think you're it could. Buying. I think it could definitely happen. Uh-huh. I think everybody that is. All on board saying, yeah, this is what's going to happen, mm. or a little ahead of themselves. Well, I, I have a little. You if, you're, if you're Chad Morris, would you uh, would you rather coach the Auburn offense next year or the Clemson offense next year? Because they've well, got an opening too. It looks like they might have already solved that problem there. Yeah, they there was a whole write up from a Clemson guy that says that there's they're just hiring within if that happens. Mm. So, I guess you haven't been paying attention to the uh, slack today. No, I've been more worried about the uh, the Alabama players coming back. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. You have it. <laughs> I haven't. I, I couldn't tell you who's coming back or not. Yeah, well, it, two was coming back. You didn't know that. Two was coming back. For what uh, according to one of these Clemson <laughs> writers, it looks like that they're plan- the, There's already a plan okay. in place. Well, I'm, I must miss that. Um, I mean, I don't. It, it could happen. I I'm just not going to pretend to know. I would bet. I don't know the details of his contract. If he took a 
Like if he went to Clemson and got paid a lot, they're going to take dock that out of his buyout from yeah from Arkansas. Well, yeah, no, he's not going to make any more money. So I don't think he's worried about the money. There's less pressure on him if he comes here to BOC because Gus wants to call plays. And if he doesn't have to call plays, that's less pressure. He's just hanging out with his buddy. Yeah, but there's a lot better chance the offense could not be good next year here than when you have Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. Well, we've got Bo Nix. We have a brand-new offensive line. We've got Bo Nix. It's fine. <laughs> um, I, I don't know that that door's open to him. And, and I, I would it, – Yeah, it may not be. I um, – I think it's a mistake to think, oh, we're going to bring Chad Morrison and he's going to fix the offense because he's going to call plays because that's not going to happen. Gus is calling plays. It's just it. He's never giving it back up. He shouldn't give it back up. If we don't hire Chad Morris, what's the list? Uh, I think the next – Cody Burns. Yeah. I think Cody is – Ryan Pugh, Cody Burns. Yeah. You just – because, again – Hire a quarterback coach, promote Cody. You just want your guy. Uh, Barrett Barrett Trotter. If we – Sure. If we hire Gus Malzahn – we want Gus Malzahn to yeah. run Gus Malzahn's right. offense. You don't want you don't hire Gus Malzahn and then have him go. Well, I'm you know, I'm just gonna really take a, take my game yeah. management skills yeah. to the next level. We ain't hiring you for your game management skills. We ain't hire Gus because he's a good CEO. Gus I, I've seen some people saying bring Rhett back. Rhett's not coming back to not call plays. So no. just get over that. Uh, the only reason I could see Chad Morris doing. That is a bit of career rehab for Chad. Yeah, it's basically like being an analyst, but he's going to come back. It's exactly what Lane Kiffin did at Alabama. Oh, he's still Lane called called plays. It's true. Uh, Chad, I really do think that it could be on his mind. I'm going to go hang out with my buddy Gus. We're going to scheme up all these all this great offensive stuff. I'm going to help him out and coach my my son. and, And yeah, well, I don't I don't know about that. That's, I would love for his son to come here. Well, we'll see. Um, otherwise, you're just looking at maybe some underqualified guys. Unless you hire Pat Nix. Hey, I'd be down for it. I'm, I'm for it. I'm not for it only because... In, well, he's not calm, but he was a good offense coordinator. Uh, but in basketball, this happens all the time. Yeah, we all remember that. You probably don't remember that because you were... No, I do remember that because oh, my brother's a tech fan. Oh. He was uh, oh, right. Was he Reggie Balls? Oh, yes. yes, he was. Yes, he was. And Calvin Johnson, though. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of unfair. <laughs> it is unfair. He did not fare well at Miami, but who has? So we didn't have Calvin Johnson at Miami, right? Um, he was working for Randy Shannon. Yeah. You guys talk about Derek Brown? The D. You mean why? Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, we didn't talk about all the other guys. Brent Dearman. You didn't bring him up. Bobby. I'm a fan of Dearman. I don't think Dearman's coming though because he's want to call plays. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah, he's kind of got his hand of the offense. Try, he wants to be he's a head coach. Kansas. I don't think – yeah, he's – He's got a couple of years to be a head coach, right, I think. Right. Uh, what? Coming out of – Bobby Bentley. He, he got fired at South Carolina yeah. in midseason. Why do we want him? Because uh, he, he worked for Gus before. worked for Gus before. That's the, That's the trend is people that have worked for Gus before. Yeah, I see that. Uh, I would just take Cody Burns over the guy that was not a good enough offensive coordinator for the Will Muschamp offense. Well, who is, though? <laughs> I mean – um, I, I again, Will Muschamp. It would, it would be more like an analyst. He would be more like an analyst. Yeah, that that seemed to be sort of This is a higher paid version of what Butch Jones is doing in Alabama. Yeah, well, Butch Jones is not making any money. So Look, people Bulls. act like Gus is the only head coach to ever call his no, own plays. A lot of guys, Lincoln and Biden, does doesn't that. work out for a lot of people. Didn't work out for Mike Shula too. I only did win ten games, but uh, Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl doing it. Literally one Works Super Bowl doing it. He also got fired yeah. doing it. <laughs> Eventually it didn't work out, but it did work out. Um, yeah, the, it happens more at that level because like Sean Payton does it. Yeah. Um, well, he lost Joe Brady. Also, literally yeah. won a Super Bowl calling his own place. Right. I, I, I think it, it seems to work out more at that level. Steve Spurrier did it and won the national championship. Um, Could you fathom Steve Spurrier letting another person call plays? No. no. There'd be no and that's who Gus has always wanted yes. to be. I, I don't see I don't think Spurs I don't see why people have such a belief that that's a thing to do. Like, wait, what? No, no, we don't mind. Now, it's, if it's, Spurrier were still coaching, he'd have Stephen Garcia on the sideline as his offensive coordinator, just standing there, bringing him Coors Originals and a nine iron, a nine iron, picking up golf balls. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's not like he's the only guy to ever do it, and 
I, I don't know. I think it's because people have in their mind, well, we can't ever attract a good offensive coordinator. Because you hired an offensive coordinator. Because you hired an offensive coordinator as your head coach. Yeah. You don't need a good He's not. Anyway. Uh, if you hired Matt Brown as your head coach, right. you would need to attract a good offensive coordinator. Because Matt Brown right. probably calls him ball plays. He probably doesn't really know a lot of plays. We hired a great offensive coordinator when we had a defensive head coach last time. Sure, we hired Gus Malzahn. Yeah. He was the hot up-and-coming offensive Also hired Scott Lathard. I'm not going to talk about that. Oof. Hey, he's, he might be in the market. He's only a Bowling Green as a head coach. Or something like <laughs> They're the worst team in Division One. BBG had gotten fired yet? Isn't he the worst? Is he the, the worst team in Division One? No, somebody's zero and twelve this year. Somebody in the MAC. It's them. I don't think it is. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Bowling Green Eagles. Isn't that who he's coaching? Yes. Okay. Bowling Green football. Ryan, what state is Bowling Green football in? They're not in the Bowling Green that I would think. They're mm-hmm. in Ohio, Tennessee. No. I'm thinking of Bowling Green, Kentucky. Kentucky. It is Kentucky. They're, I saw, I saw no, it. they're in Ohio. You're right. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> what is Western Kentucky is because in Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's, why, right. that's where Urban Meyer got his, his start was Bowling Green. And right. It's in Ohio. Dr. McLaughlin was in Bowling Green. Three and eight. They went three and eight this year under Scott Leffler. Yeah. I can't believe Ohio is that close to Tennessee. I just don't think of it being that close to Tennessee. It says, like, is it because 40, they're orange? That, it's like is, a 45-minute drive. This is your geography podcast, the Orange and True podcast. <laughs> Where is Ohio? Um, so Derek Brown, offensive player of the defensive player of the year. If he played offense, he'd probably be the offensive player of the year. Not unanimous for defensive player, of the year. <laughs> which is absurd. In the SEC, well, did, did Del Pitt get some votes? Well, maybe, and maybe also a teammate of Derek Brown's might have gotten a vote. I, I highly doubt it. I mean, Rod Davis. You got plenty of player of the week. Rod Davis won four player of the week. I, I know, <laughs> but I highly doubt. it. Is it four player of the week? Knowing who's voting of the week. Knowing who's voting. Four player of the week. Player of the week is one term. Apostrophe yes. Was this the AP? No, it's no, 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 not apostrophe. No, no, no. It's one term and then just plural. Yeah, I think if he won four player of the week awards. Is this the AP player of the year for SEC? Yes, for the SEC. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and and not invited the Heisman Trophy. Josh Vitale voted for him. For the Heisman, he's a Heisman voter and he voted for him. I mean, I would Chase Young. He's incredible. I'm and not saying he should have. tells right too. Like this is not. This isn't like oh, you only get one defensive player. Right, right. Chase Young there, not Derek Brown. Right. I, I'm not they saying the other guys. There. I know. I'm not saying the other guys didn't deserve to be there. I'm saying I he deserved say, to be there too. They can invite as many people as yeah, they want. When you have a big defensive tackle, he just means you didn't get enough votes, and that's what I'm saying. You should have gotten more votes. He's never going to have the stats being a big defensive tackle. I will say Jalen Hurts may not have been there, but like he's not going to win. Well, and Jalen Hurts has about as good as I do winning this thing this year. I mean, this is. Joe Burrow's going to win this in a landslide, right? Yeah. Like, this isn't going to be close. If he doesn't, it should. If he doesn't win it, it's going to be the now, worst high Well, because there are two. So, I would say he, the Midwest votes are not going to go his way. But He's from Ohio. Well, that's true. But yeah. the other two guys play for Ohio State. Yeah, but they'll split those votes. Right. That's what I'm saying. They're going to split them. So, it, it helps. Akron is 0 and 12. Unlike, unlike. Gus. Oh, the Akron Zips. Terry, t- are like, you telling Terry's me? Gone. Terry's you gone. telling me Terry left a program in yeah. such a state that it could go 0 and 12? You are telling me that? Really? <laughs> you know what I read about those Heisman? I read those Heisman candidates. I think to myself, man, if only Gus didn't have to rely on transfer quarterbacks to succeed. <laughs> Unlike these great schools like Ohio State, everyone has an <laughs> everyone has a transfer quarterback. Everyone you need to do it LSU. like Georgia is with Jake Fromm. Oh, hey, hold on. LSU can't develop a quarterback, I guess. Uh, LSU, Oklahoma, they yeah. have to get these yeah. transfers. There's only one that's not a transfer. only two good quarterbacks this decade have been transfers. Yeah. Lincoln Riley can't develop a quarterback. Has to keep getting these transfers every year. Three straight Heisman finalists. Three straight all transfers. Heisman finalists. <laughs> yeah, if you can do it, do it. Gus can do it. I don't. Yeah, he's been out there three times with transfer quarterbacks. I think. I think. Yeah. I he have no. I have no problem with transfer. I just have a problem when you start relying on he's transfers been, he's been, everywhere. He's been out there four times. Once as a coordinator, three times as a head coach. Guys, seventy-five percent of the time, yeah, transfer quarterbacks. This is, this is, this, I think this is all a long play. Graduate as a transfer. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I think this is a long play. Joey Gatewood. He's going to Kentucky. Transfer. He's going to transfer back to Auburn. Oh, we're going to win the Iron Bowl. Yeah, he could, he could get a waiver for that, moving closer to home. I can't <laughs> wait till Court Sandberg wins an Iron Bowl. No. <laughs> like he's not? After Gus, after uh, Bo Nix goes to. He the transferred NFL. from the Phillies. Yeah, after Bo Nix goes to the NFL and Court applies for an Yeah, does he count as a transfer? That's a good question. 
Corey's going to apply for an extra year eligibility so that he's a fifth-year senior at 31 years old. Chris Winkie. Is that what you're <laughs> talking about? 30 Brandon Whedon. Do, you, do you remember Chris Winkie? He was nearly 40 years old. When yeah, he I know. <laughs> my, my version of that's Brandon Whedon. You don't know. I know who he is. I don't remember. Yeah, Brandon Whedon was. He was out of the league when Wait, the top guy was like Brandon Whedon was 27, 28 years old. Yeah. His Heisman Trophy finalist year. <laughs> he was in there at the Heisman bank with everybody's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Winkie is the uh, literally the oldest looking high. You know he was buying everybody on the team beer. <laughs> oh, well, of course, like every single person. Um, so Auburn got Minnesota in the Outback Bowl. Minnesota. Yeah. We don't really need a preview that, right? quite yet. Oh no, we got a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk to uh, Daily Gopher folks. Uh, we'll get Crow's uh, hot takes on Outback appetizers. Yeah, it's the you ordered the Bloomin' Onion. Oh, that's, what, that's why yeah. you're that's why you're going to Outback. Yeah, yeah. This is the That's only the reason. The steaks aren't that good. Yeah, <laughs> come on. You can cook a better steak. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a restaurant, like a, a chain restaurant, where you can get a steak that you can't cook better than that? Mm, that's a great question. Outback's probably the best. Maybe of the chain. Well, unless you're talking about like Ruth's Chris, like a, oh well, yeah, I'm, not ta- I'm not. That's high end. You mean yeah. fast casual? Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Longhorn Logans. That yeah. that. Air. Yeah, salt. Longhorn's okay. Saltgrass salt is alright. Saltgrass is pretty good. Does that count though? It's yeah, not, I think that counts. It's I would say spreading. Saltgrass is. Saltgrass is probably, probably better. There's one there yeah. on 280, isn't there? Yeah, there is now. I would take, but but man, I can't cook a blooming onion at the house. I have no idea how I would accomplish. That. I mean, there's ways to do <laughs> it. But it's never going to turn out. Yeah. And the sauce, onion. you can't get that. The sauce you can buy at the store, but it's not. It doesn't taste the same. It's just Chick Fil A sauce, isn't it? No, no, it's like. It's spicy and I don't know. I think what else is good out there is that bread, the brown bread. That's the reason you go. Yeah. That's the reason you go. It's the free brown bread. <sighs> They're getting stingy with it lately, too. I haven't been to Outback Steakhouse in probably. The last Outback Steakhouse oh, I, I go, went to was in Saudi Arabia. I go nearly every time we win the Outback Bowl <laughs> so I can get my Bloomin' Onion. Well, see the letters record there where we eat our Bloomin' Onion? Today is a, there's like a free Bloomin' Onion today if you go. They're always giving away food. Nobody, yeah. Millennials are killing these. <laughs> yeah. Places. Oh, yeah. Like, Nobody wants to tip. Millennials are killing the fast casual restaurant. And it's because we don't want to eat at fast casual restaurants. It's the reason why we're killing it. Well, and it's, the food is just really homogenous and not that great. It's, yeah. it's great when it's a special thing when you're like 10. Yeah. When you're like, when you don't. Like, right, I used I, to slam some chilies. Oh, I grew up in a town. Gives you a chili's gift I grew up in a town. The only place we had like this was Western Sizzling and Shoney's. Oh, so whenever we go out of town, Jeez, I, I get to go to Chili's in Auburn, buddy. I was excited. I remember getting to go to Chili's. R.I.P. Chili's in Auburn. Oh, so yeah. Chili's started in Dallas, and when I so yeah. to me, I thought it was a Dallas thing. Oh. So when it when I would go to Dallas because my grandmother would go to Chili's oh, and I would get cherry coke and they'd oh, make it at the bar. Yeah, they did. With like grenadine syrup yeah. and put cherries in it. I thought, so good. this is living. It I is. can't even fathom <laughs> the, a better version of life. Seriously, it's Chili's right that, there. Now, as someone whose grandfather, we went to Applebee's after I graduated from Auburn because it was high, high living. Nice. My grandfather, a doctor, by the way, loved the filet mignon at uh, Western Sizzling. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> Western's but, but not as good of a steak as Outback, I would say. Is that a chain? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. He claimed it. The only one I've ever seen is at the top of 280 in 862 here. Oh. It's one of the few that ones the, left in the world. It's not the a lot only of one I've ever seen. There's one in Fort Payne. Big time. It's a, it's a duck hunt with the owner. It's a. It's not a chain that is... That's that down home. Yeah. Western Sizzler and Sizzler are both chains that are not grilled. Sizzler sounds app. like an app. Yeah. <laughs> Probably is, Ryan. <laughs> Western Sizzling was, is spelled the way you would imagine an app would be spelled. But all these places are places that are seem awesome when you're a kid, and then you grow up and you realize, oh, this food's not that good. Is that the Outback Bowl? Yeah. Oh, man. Is that Tampa? Is that Tampa? Oh, no. Tampa is Sizzler. Did you see <laughs> was it? Was it a... I think it was Auburn football official account. It was like New Year's in Paradise and a picture of like... The beach in Tampa. Oh, I was going to say. Like, show Paradise gen- is Tampa? Are they going to show gentlemen's clubs? <laughs> yeah. Is that what they're going to have? Because it is the capital. I uh-huh. do like Tampa. So that's a fine, all right place. Uh, it's, it's close. It's near Disney World. <laughs> it's, it's close-ish. There are I, don't, I don't think we're going to be down there for guests. 30 minutes. minutes. There are 99 franchises of Western Sizzler yeah. across 19 United States. Mm-hmm. It used to be a little bigger. Mostly in uh, 
No, none in Florida. Indiana. So, yes. so Western Sizzling used to be like a no, cafeteria style, it's too big where you would go in, you grab your tray. It used to be like Quincy's. Did you ever go to Quincy's? I know a guy named Quinn. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> you go in, you grab no, a tray. Quinn. You'd wait in line. You'd order at a at, at a. It's sort of like bow and arrow. Those cafe style. Yeah, ca- yeah. Cafeteria style. style. It's like bow and arrow in very few ways. <laughs> yes, very few ways. <laughs> Uh, now they did have a slam and breakfast buffet once upon a time. Um, not as good as Not as good as Shoney's. Yeah, Shoney's is um, a great breakfast. We used to, buffet. we used to, I used to go to Kiwanis meetings with my dad, and yeah, I got sick off the eggs there one time because they were disgusting. At Shoney's? No, Western System. Shoney's used to have French toast sticks. Oh yeah, Shoney's. Shoney's is Lego. Lego's. Shoney's is the Legos. the premier breakfast buffet. I don't. Well, know. let me read you this. Let me read you the story of Western Sizzling. Oh, I've never heard this. My aunt works for Western. From Sizzling. this is from Wikipedia. Yeah, we were just betraying Outback. Western Sizzling. Outback Western Sizzling was established in 1962 by a man named Nicholas Passarella. Oh. He was traveling around. Is it Fonzarella. He was traveling around the United States in search of cheap land upon which to build a steakhouse. And he stopped in Augusta, Georgia because of a flat tire. It was the employees at the tire store who convinced him to set up his restaurant in Augusta. Simpler times. That's how it's simpler times. They filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 1993. Western Sizzling, the stake of the masters. Yeah. It was bought by Frank Corey. I believe it. It's the whitest steak you've ever eaten. Yeah, I'm going to look up the Wikipedia for Outback Steakhouse. We'll play a little bit of Outback Steakhouse <laughs> trivia tonight. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess it has nothing to do with Australia. It's an Australian-themed American casual uh-huh. dining restaurant. Uh-huh. So we're not Based the, uh, in Tampa, Tampa, Florida. Oh! <laughs> she has over a thousand locations. Like I said, the last one I ate was in Saudi Arabia. Exotic, beautiful Tampa. Exo- uh, keyword exotic. Because uh, of the dancers, you know. Oh, yeah. The because well, the pirates. The bloomin' onion is a one-pound onion cut to bloom open, breaded, deep fried, and served with mayonnaise, horseradish sauce. No, that's how it grows. I'm telling it's you, it's delicious. James Jones hates it. He's wrong. Chili's has the awesome blossom discontinued. Lone Star Steakhouse in Saloon, Texas, rose. But many of the bloomin' onions have come under fire for high calorie count. Some of them <sighs> getting over fifteen hundred calories. Oh yeah, it's yeah, a... but it's, you're not supposed to eat it by yourself. Oh, I have. I mean, it's possible <laughs> <laughs> when it's free. Yeah, I've never eaten a whole one by myself. Now, when I was a kid, maybe I got close to eating about a half. I could eat. Oh, that's definitely yeah. one of those things when you're like a sixteen-year-old. Oh, yeah. oh, no, no, yeah. no. The you killer. and your friend get to. Oh yeah. <laughs> the uh, company and its founders are major contributors via the Outback Steakhouse PAC to the Republican Party, contributing three hundred three thousand dollars huh. in two thousand two thousand four election cycles. All right. Yeah, it's one of the largest donors in the food and beverage sector. Sector mm. second only to the National Restaurant Association. Oh. There you go. So, so they're not even Chick Fil A is contributing that much. Chick Fil A no, contributes to the Salvation Army. And, anyway, yeah, <laughs> that's a political action. Co- they even yes. set up their own political action committee. But I thought Chick Fil A hates the libs. Sure. Well, not as much as apparently Outback. <laughs> the company owns two blimps named the Bloomin' Onion One and Two. Oh. Yeah, the company meeting. Is this a publicly traded company? Uh, Has to be. You would think so, but maybe not. It's a wholly owned subsidiary. Oh, by who? Some conglomerate by OSI Restaurant Park. Yeah, it's the same National Restaurant Association. I know. Brands Incorporated. They own Carabas and Bonefish. Red Lobster, right? Maybe. Yeah. Now, Red Lobster, Olive Garden are the same. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't maybe, think that's maybe a different. It's on Nasdaq. I'm just thinking of the I gift cards. I, yeah, I get like a gift card for Outback yeah. like every year, but it's it's on a Nasdaq. It's BLMN. It is <laughs> Blumen Brands, who, is who owns Abraccio in Brazil, Who's their, Fish the, Grill, Carabas, Flemings, and Outback. Who's uh Who's their biggest shareholder? This is great radio. So there's gonna be two Australians playing in this game. Yeah, one of them is uh, literally Goliath. Yeah, just the biggest man ever to live. Spoiler: It's not Aaron Sipos. No, no. Oh, he's really big. Four hundred pounds, six nine. Very nice. He's a very nice four hundred pounds. Very nice four hundred pounds indeed. Wow. He is large and very good. And Derek Brown is still going to throw him around. I think he played at IMG, and uh, I believe I read Jason Caldwell uh, inside the Auburn Tigers uh, say that he was a very good player. So this kid's pretty good. 
Don't know why he's playing for the Minnesota Screaming Eagles, but uh, <laughs> Hayden uh, Fox really coaching him up. Oh, well, he might be coaching Orlando now, the pro team in Orlando. Uh, Ryan, this is all plot from Sullivan, the, uh, Basham, and Gannon, quickly referred to as Kangaroo Holdings, of the largest shareholders. Lord, these people. <laughs> is this cultural appropriation? More than ever. <laughs> More than anything else. Are these guys, are these people Australian? None of these from Tampa. They're all from Tampa. Well, Australia as a whole is cultural appropriation anyways. Well, David Dino is a former CEO. Or is the CEO. David Dino. Dino. Let's call him Dino. He sounds like a guy that would drink a Foster's. Australian for a CEO. <laughs> the former CEO of Quiznos. Moving up in the world. Yeah. And Jesus. Young Brands. It's Quiznos. Speaking. So we went from Quiznos yeah. to like KFC to now Bloomin' oh. Brands. <laughs> Which used to be the owner of cheese, the Cheeseburger and Paradise chains. Oh. No longer. No, they're gone. I think Jimmy may get those back. Really? G. Buffett's a billionaire. I think he owns all his own stuff now. He's on I'm sure. Yeah. He's the American. You know, player. I used to love Lanchard beer. It's not a bad beer. I mean, it's just... Like a different Corona. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, guys, what did we learn today? Oh, uh, we still have some show notes here, right? <laughs> no, we don't. We're talking about how bad LSU beat Georgia. Oh, God, they killed it. Are we, we not going to talk about how bad LSU beat Georgia? Animal as bad as Clemson beat Virginia. Well, yeah. <laughs> Clemson has not had a hard game all year. They almost lost some games, too, and they have not had a hard game all year. Should have lost with Carolina. Right. Uh, yeah, Matt Brown, coach of the best. Of your them. Baylor Bears, man. I thought they were going to do it. Just... Baylor, you look at Baylor. It is really the team that, that the stats do not understand. Like they had like five wins this year that they should have lost. Like by every advanced stat, said they should have lost. And like strength of schedule, this guy does the strength of schedule where he's like number of losses an average team would have. Which, and he has one that's like games in which you played like an average or below average team. Six like of them. Three probably. of them. They should have three losses. They don't. They have two losses, both to the same team, and they should have won both of those games. That's insane. Yeah. Baylor had a Instead, chance. they're going to play Georgia. the worst game of the year against Georgia. They, Georgia. They, that's, they, they could beat them because Georgia's going to oh, have no, a bunch no, no, of no. They could. Out. I'm it's not gonna watching like, that game. It's going to be like 10-7. to 7. Yeah, because Baylor doesn't I'm not watching. Baylor has a really good defense. Yeah, and they cannot score. It's weird to watch Baylor Oklahoma be a defensive game. Yeah, really. Well, Baylor played three quarterbacks in that game. I didn't notice that. I wasn't paying that close attention. Yeah, not by choice. No. Great. Yeah, I didn't watch that game either. But not. I wanted to. They they did absolutely. Just hoping the Bears maul the dogs. Yeah, I don't want it. They're gonna win that mascot battle just like Texas did last year. I think if I'm Kirby Smart, I'm just showing the fact that, hey, look, we lost the Texas last year because you dopes didn't take this game seriously. And then we had a whole year of Texas is back because they beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl. All I want out of this Cotton Bowl. Are they ever going to be back, Crow, Texas? They'll be back. All I want out of this Cotton Bowl is a George Pickens fight. They're not in the Cotton Bowl, they're Sugar Bowl. Sugar Bowl. See, that's how much I'm paying attention to this game. Well, the word is George Pickens may not even play. We can't go to the NFL yet. Is that casually liable? Uh, he ain't going to the NFL. And it's rumor is that he's not. This is ma- not libelous. I'm not saying it's not libelous if I don't confirm it as fact, right? Um, yeah, sources are telling you. Rumor that. is he does not. Uh, he may not be able to participate uh, no. any, any further in uh, That's co- collegiate good. athletics. Who could who could have seen that? Coming? I don't know. You can I mean, just these things. They just sneak up on you. Yeah, it happens. I don't really know. I just hated for everybody involved. Hate to know. see it. Um, we got some transfers though. Tell me about it. Yeah, uh, Marquise McLean, who we kind of thought was transferred before the season, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he did. yeah, did yeah. He play a snap. He played a little bit in some of the blowouts. Um, I mean, he's one of those guys that everybody thought was like he had the tools to be a good yeah. receiver. And just never could crack it on the depth chart. That sucks. Um, so, wish the best for him. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he'll be able to go somewhere. Because if he couldn't some... get in in that iron bowl, we didn't have a receiver on the roster yeah. left. Mm. He's not get in. Yeah. Yeah, I think he kind of saw where he stood. I don't know if he's what a grad we, transfer. What are we going to do about wide receiver next year? Baylor we're not losing anybody. Receiver. I mean, we're losing Will Hastings and Sal, and that's it. Oh, okay. That's right. Well, he was the only guy to catch a touchdown in the iron bowl this year, and uh, that's it. Okay. 
As he was heard saying at Southeastern at the Iron Bowl, he's going to show out the league. Who is Sal? Sal. I can't wait. Good. I hope so. I can't wait for him to show out the league. Hey, that catch was a big, big boy catch. I mean, that two was feet, one of my feet, favorite feet drives in Auburn football history. I'm going to miss that. that. I'm going to soon miss the hair. It was a three-catch drive. Where we had just the dumbest catches, just three back to back to back. Has there ever been a player catches? play for Auburn and just look like he does not belong in Auburn? He looks like he should be the, like a roadie for the Black Crows. Yeah, like like he just doesn't. He look looks like, like he should be the star at Ruggers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't look like an Auburn football. But hey, player. I loved him. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I loved about him. Though. Yeah. yeah, you know what? He wasn't the best receiver. He wasn't the most consistent guy. But he, he came in. He made some big plays. He cut. Big plays, yeah. Got big touchdowns. He he didn't have a ton of targets. No, he didn't. Well, because he was a he was a tight end at first. Yeah, well. And then uh, he said that big catch against Washington. Yeah, big catch in the Iron Bowl. Big catch against Oregon. Yeah, a lot of spectacular catches in his. Uh, yeah. his, his he only catches touchdowns. That's the problem. He's not targeted that much. Yeah, he's not targeted at all. But he got when he catches it, it's touchdown. He had a drop in the LSU game. I think. People will remember. But anyway. Um, Next year's going to be fun, right? And then, so we're also losing Michael Harris, uh, freshman linebacker. Um, you could have told me that was the a comedian that's touring sure, Bill Burr, yeah. and I wouldn't believe it. It doesn't right. like Now, a, a, nerd was, for Bill a nerd was a little torn off about it. Well, yeah. hey, look, nerd, his nerd gets crew. invested in, in the, the teenage boys. It's fine. I've been there. It's, I, you can get help. We appreciate him. Look, I appreciate him being. Uh, his Christmas is a week before ours. That's <laughs> true. Is he Orthodox? <laughs> it didn't used I to. Think be. he's more of a twenty-four-seven guy. Christmas, uh, <laughs> Christmas used to be in February, though, for me, and now it's not. It was for signing day. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were about the Super Bowl. I never was that into it, man. I've never, guys. I've never cared about a Super Bowl except when the Dirty Birds were in it when I was like. 14. Not even the cam? Not even oh, I cared, no, I cared about okay. that one. I, Not even I choose to 95 when the Cowboys beat the, the Bills? I can actually, actually, I should say I've cared about one Super Bowl post... 2000. Yeah, pretty much. It was the cam one. I, I used to care about the Super Bowl. Yeah. I like the, I like the boys. I had some Cowboy sweatpants. Now we're talking. Also, I had some Miami Dolphins gear as well. Well, guys... I already asked what did we learn. You guys didn't answer. I was going to close the show. I've got one what more. Did we learn today? I've got one more thing. Oh. Okay, what did you learn today, Ryan? Oh, we didn't talk about my Wayfair purchase either. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. Well, that's what he. That's what you learned. Uh, no, we're going to have one more episode. I don't think I'm going to get Will and Nerd back on for some recruiting talk. Oh, you guys don't have to attend. So a good episode. Oh. I, yeah. If like, you, wanna, if you a, would like to call in, you're an more actual welcome. factual episode. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I know if, Crow's answer here. I don't know if the listeners are ready for this, but uh, I should get the stomach flu and call in again. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'll do. So we're going to do something in the middle of the week, get you guys ready for signing day. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to let Nerd talk. I'm literally going to just have a couple prompts. Why is Will on there? Well, we got a little basketball to talk okay. to. I, mean, I like yes. Will. Our early yeah, signing no. for basketball happens. Wait, don't yeah, we subject Will. Is it the same time or is it now? No, no, no. We already have. Oh, that's right. Signings. We already have. That's right. Yeah. We signed the kid from Kentucky. Kentucky's best player. Eat that, Cal Perry. Yeah. He's right Cal's doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. This year. <laughs> I, uh, I ordered something off Wayfinger. How'd that go? Uh, well, we got it from Black Friday, so it was a significant discount. And I uh, built it today. Um, did okay. Managed to put a nail through the finish on, uh, for, you know, when you have to nail yeah. the things in the back. You can't see. You're blind. I'm sure. Hammer it in. Just put a little Mickey Mouse uh, plush on top of there it. There you go. It's looking all right. Uh, it's just one of the, uh, what do they call it? It's a hall tree. I think is what they call it. Sure. You know what that is? I'd, yeah. I'd never heard that term. I'm before. assuming it looks like a Christmas tree, but it's nope. for the rest of the year? Nope. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like a little thing when you hang coats on. Put your shoes in. I don't know. Uh, I'll post a picture. Kurt, what'd you learn today? Uh, I learned a lot about Outback Steakhouse and the way that yeah, business is structured. I, I enjoyed that. In I, was, I learned something about a movie called Coach. It's a television show. Television show. That I didn't learn that much. Land from 1989 to 1997. It might be on Netflix. If it is, I think it is. It. It's it's good. I hated it as a kid. I was like, this is weird. They're talking about they're talking about sex. Well, come on. 
And then I watched it as a teenager and adult. I'm like, oh, this is good. It's it funny. was no Night Court, which it's was my favorite show as a kid. I love that I show. Love, I love Night Court, too. It's got Dick Van Dyke's uh, little brother in it. Do you, know, uh, do you know who Dick Van Dyke is, Ryan? I do. Here's the deal. Okay. Coach Hayden looks just like my Uncle Chuck. So it's always a great thing to watch. You don't know who Craig T. Nelson is, though. Craig T. Nelson. That's what I mean. That's, uh, he was in the, the movie um, Blades of Glory. Oh, he was. Okay. Starring Will Ferrell and the Holder guy guys. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's well How about the Mandalorian? Uh, the best Star Wars thing since Return of the Jedi. Episode four was a little shaky. Five. Oh, I liked four no. more than five. I'm I'm enjoying it because it's. I think not, five was way too much fan service. Oh, was, five was like Star Wars Mad Libs. Well, I, 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 I but it a, had enough good in it that I li- enjoyed it. Four was just. I have a feeling six is going to be the most fan service. More than five? The little teaser at the end. That's come on, people. Okay, are, I, I'm, I'll defer to you, Chief. That, uh, Let's not get crazy. Kid. I'm enjoying Three. that it's actually just in kind of an anthology kind Look, of. I'm show. glad it's there. Three may be the best episode of television I've watched. Oh, oh my god. Three is yeah, but no, but it's it's not trying to build into the Star Wars universe. It's just it's it's yeah, doing its thing. It's, it's fine. Although it's, you it's, say that, but then there's the the the, the, the asset there uh, that seems to it's not Yoda though. Should have well, you you don't know what it is, Ryan, because they haven't. Unless Yoda's a time traveler, and if we're doing t- time travel on Star Wars, no, they can't well, come back to life with the Force. Well, there's th- there's things the Force baby. No, there's there's things... I'm getting Chief real mad right now, I guess. There's Four things days. called clones in this universe, Ryan. Uh, and we've seen some things... Try, we're trying not to spoil things on, on the... Yeah, Look, guys. Everyone's turned this off. Is Good watch the Mandalorian. Lord. Uh, just, that's why I said asset. I didn't come out and yell about what Look, it is. Look, if you've looked on Twitter at all in the last five weeks... Anyway. You've seen the meme. That seems fairly significant, and it could play a part somewhere in the Star Wars universe down the line. You don't know. All right. Bonos. You guys. The pod racing seems the best, though. That's all I'm talking about. Now this is pod racing. Good God.